My God, thank you, Lord. You're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Certainly we thank and praise God for each of you that have tuned in and those that are that will catch this message after August 4th. And you know, so we thank God for you listening to Sunday Morning Live on a Tuesday. Yeah, we're inside the pages. There's no better place to be than the Word of God. You should feel safe in God's Word. You know, God's not a man that he should lie, nor, but he, is, he keeps his promise. He keeps his Word, and we should mirror uh, God's attributes and keep our Word as well. Yes, we can do it. The Lord told Abraham, said, walk before me and be perfect. And he knew the hiccups that Abraham would encounter, but yet he still told him that. Uh, let's not go into what God has asked us to do, uh, looking for an excuse to sin, or excuse to fall short, but let's go into it wholeheartedly and, and follow the instructions. Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. But we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. But let me say that again. Uh, the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. When the apostles uh, were uh, threatened, they were arrested, they were threatened, even beaten. Uh, they went back to uh, to the brethren, and before they went back, they told the magistrates and those that was doing the accusation and beating and, and demanding not to teach in Jesus' name uh, that, you know, you need to think about it. It's better for us to obey God or you. And so uh, they weren't rude in what they were saying. They weren't. They used diplomacy, and they were very respectful. But they went back and told the brethren, look, this is what happened. And we need to pray for more boldness in our obedience, more boldness, you know, because we're, they realized they were facing opposition. And so when we face opposition, we should just pray for boldness. We should certainly be praying for wisdom and understanding on how to deal with the situation. I want to send blessings out to our brothers and sisters in Belgium, Germany, India, uh, United Kingdom, France, Czech Republic, and uh, I... Ireland and, you know, and all over the U.S., those that are tuning in and listening to uh, services, uh, whether they are catching it live or listening to it uh, down the road, but certainly we thank and praise God because he's good and we know that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, that's not just a cliche. Uh, you're, you're listening to a man that really believes that. Uh, wholeheartedly. And in these days, the days of my life, it's all about pouring out uh, unto the Lord and giving God uh, what he wants. You know, I, I really believe we need to give the king what the king wants. Uh, with that being said, let's open, let's turn our attention. Let's open our Bible devices up, you know, or maybe you're at work uh, listening or uh, getting ready for bed or just relaxing, you know, but let's draw attention. We're in the book of Ezekiel. The 25th chapter, uh, verse 1 through 7 is where I'll be reading from. 
And, you know, uh, the more I look at this man's ministry, I see the love of God and his desire for us to change our ways, to change our hearts, you know, to enter into the area of, of living that he wants us to be in. And, you know, uh, Ezekiel did not have an easy ministry, neither did Jeremiah um, or uh, Isaiah or any of the others. I mean, they suffered uh, for their ministry. They suffered for uh, because they feared God over what man could do to them. Uh, they feared uh, what uh, what the Lord was saying. And so they did what God said to do. And that's what we we should mirror the same. The Bible said that Noah, when he received the message from God, he moved with fear and built an ark to the saving of his house. And we should move with fear as well, knowing the word of God has pre, uh, preeminence. It is powerful. It's going to go out. It's going to fulfill uh, his will no matter what. And, and so it's going to establish, it's going to fulfill is going to accomplish, is going to complete whatever the Lord has said. Now, there's a difference between what the Lord has said and what somebody tell you. And as we read in the book of, have we have read in the book of Ezekiel, we know that there are those that uh, try to uh, give a different message than what Ezekiel was giving. And they were confounded because it was their message. It wasn't the Lord's message. And, you know, we see that even in our day and time, somebody wants to appear to be great. And so they walk around uh, with certain titles on their name and some have even changed their names and um, and saying that the Lord is, is given a word when he hasn't. But you don't know because you're looking for uh, for that person to be for real. But let me tell you, uh, the Bible said, try the spirit by the word of God. Uh, if someone prophesy and that prophecy does not come true, uh, you need to watch them because as they continue to prophesy and it doesn't come to pass, uh, that uh, the Bible, not Pastor Carl, <laughs> the Bible identifies them as not being a true prophet. And so the word of God, Ezekiel was a true prophet. And the Bible says, the word of God came again unto me, saying, multiple times, the word of God was coming to him and speaking to him. God had his undivided attention, just as he desires our undivided attention. And he says, son of man, set thy face against the Amorites and prophesy against them and say unto the Amorites, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God, because thou saidest, aha against my sanctuary when it was profane and against the land of Israel when it was desolate and against the house of Judah when they went into captivity. Behold, therefore, I will deliver thee to the men of the east for a possession and they shall set their palaces in thee and make thy dwelling in thee. They shall eat thy fruit and they shall drink thy milk. And I will make Rabbi a, a stable for camel, camels <clears throat> and the Ammonites a couching place for uh, flocks. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. It's very important that all of us know that he's the Lord. He's sovereign God. And for thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast clapped thy hands and stumped with thy feet and rejoiced in heart, 
with all thy uh, despite against the land of Israel. Behold, therefore, I will stretch out my hand upon thee and will deliver thee for a spoil to the heathen, and I will cut thee off from the people, and I will cause thee to perish out of the countries, for I will destroy thee, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your word this evening. Those that are listening, those that will tune in later, ask that you would bless the ears, the hearts of your people, Lord God, to hear and receive. Uh, you said that uh, for uh, uh, that we need to hear with the Spirit as a saying to the church that we will be blessed. Lord God, and I pray for the blessing of hearing and obedience upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Amorites, according to the, the uh, biblical account in our Bible, it points, it lets us know that Moab, and I'm going to include Moab, but I'm not going to uh, stay with Moab, but Moab and Ammon were born to Lot. Uh, you know, Lot was the nephew of, uh, uh, Lot was the nephew of uh, Abraham when he left the land of Chaldeans. And so the, Am the Moab and Ammon were born to Lot and Lot's older uh, and younger daughters, respectively, in the aftermath of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, gave birth to these sons. And uh, we know that the capital of the Iron Kingdom of uh, Ammon was Rabbah, and which is located today in modern uh, Ammon in Jordan, somewhere in that particular area. And so Israel, Israel had uh, found themselves in this state of captivity. And we, in uh, the repercussion of, of what they had done, you know, uh, our behavior brings about a state of being. It doesn't mean to say that if you're good, something won't happen because uh, bad things happen to good people. And we need to understand that. Uh, we can see that very clearly uh, with Job that bad things happen to good people. It doesn't mean that you don't have God's attention, but when God recommends you, uh, the enemy does not like that and he will challenge you. Uh, some of us have been challenged. Uh, some are being challenged right now. Uh, maybe you woke up this morning and you felt a certain way. You know, uh, there was a certain mixture of emotions that you were dealing with. There were certain things that started to fight against you and uh, throughout the day, and you had to pray your way through the day. You had to uh, cautiously uh, maneuver and pray to navigate the troubled water that, that you're experiencing, and that is because you are recommended. Uh, it's, you need to understand that the enemy is going to persecute you. He's going to come against you uh, for being righteous. Uh, he doesn't like those that are righteous, those that are seeking to be holy those that are sanctified, set aside for the Lord Jesus Christ, those that are believers, those that are saints of God are going to be fought against. And, you know, we need to understand and you need to help somebody else understand if you get this, this is a war of the anointed. Like you and I, Israel did things that placed them in the path of chastisement. Uh, you know, uh, they did things that caused them to have to deal with the responsibility the issues of their behavior and not only them but even those that uh, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord had to deal with the nation's sin so when things happen 
uh, as it did with Israel, uh, and it, it affects and impacts the nation, the righteous have to deal with that too. And so even right now during, the air, during this time of pandemic that we're dealing with, um, during this time, the, the people of God are dealing with this as well. Uh, it's not one-sided. Uh, the people of God are dealing with what is occurring. And, uh, you know, it, at this time, we should all be consecrated and seeking God. And the, the Bible tells us that if my people, not those that aren't his people, not those that don't claim to be sanctified, those that don't claim to be believers, uh, those that don't claim to be living holy, but it says my people, those that are, uh, which are called by my name, uh, those that are named uh, under the name in which heaven and earth, uh, the family in heaven and earth is named, those that are called by my name would humble themselves. Let's stop for a moment, let that sink in. Uh, we need to be humble. Uh, humble ourselves and pray. Are you praying? Are you and your family getting together and having uh, devotion uh, at this time? Are you having devotion? Uh, you know, are you having a Bible study with your children? Uh, doesn't matter what age they are. Anybody that's under your roof. Uh, listen, when the children of Israel was down in Egypt, and the pestilence came, everybody in the house was supposed to be at the table. They were supposed to be at the Passover. Uh, they were supposed to be participating. Uh, and so anyone in your house should be subject, willing to be subject uh, to, to what is just out of respect, uh, the fact that you're going to have family devotion during the time of shut-in, to stay at home, during this time of pandemic, during the situation, because this, the, the sins of the nation is under review and it doesn't look good uh, at this moment. And so everybody uh, should be seeking the Lord. And so those that are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I, I, that the Lord will hear from heaven. Uh, not that we're gonna hear, the Lord will hear from heaven. And he said that he'll respond. I'm paraphrasing that. He'll respond uh, to the cry. And so, uh, the, the righteous had to deal with the nation, the sins of the nation, and the weight of the majority impacted the few that said it's wrong to disrespect the Lord. Uh, do you still feel that it's wrong to disrespect the Lord? You know, some we'll, we don't speak up enough to say it's wrong uh, to cry out for injustice and to just say something while it's occurring. Thank God for those that do. I applaud you. I appreciate you. You know, uh, but there are some that just don't, uh, some that would rather just turn the cheek and, you know, look the other way uh, while they're pointing the, the, the camera at it. And so we need to, uh, the sins of the nation, the weight of the majority impacted the few that said it's wrong to disrespect the Lord. Israel had a king that led them from Egypt. The king led them through the Red Sea. The king destroyed the enemy that was pursuing after them and even baptized them unto himself and made a covenant, made a promise. And with all of that, being a witness to all of that, uh, testifying that to their children, the grandchildren, letting them know this is our history and don't spit on our history. Don't, don't, don't frown on it. Don't put it down. Don't, don't ignore our history. We don't talk enough about the history 
Our history is rich. Our history is great. And if we don't talk about the greatness of our history and the richness of it, who will? We need to talk about and reiterate constantly what the greatness of how God has impacted our lives and what the Lord did, even in our ignorance. When we didn't know God and he was working, we learned that God was working on our behalf, even when we were enemies. But we was his enemy. We were doing things that was offensive to him. Yet God was looking out for us and calling us his love, calling us uh, his children, calling us and, and and just really blessing us with unseen blessing. How many lives have been spared? I can testify of my own, but how many lives have been spared uh, just uh, because of the grace of God in order to get you where you are today and so that you would be all right uh, to bring you into another place of well-being? You know, I hear a lot of people claiming Deuteronomy 28, uh, 2 through 8. A lot of people, I, I've walked past uh, people's deaths. I've seen it, you know, maybe uh, you've seen it on people's deaths as well or uh, posted on the refrigerator or something. And maybe you got it posted on your refrigerator. Uh, but, but listen, um, that particular verse says, all these things will come on you and accompany you if you obey the voice of of your Lord, obey the voice of God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. I like uh, Fred Hammond sings that song and uh, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. And he does a great job ministering uh, the word of God and music. But you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the, in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crop of your hands and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd, and the lamb of your flock, um, your basket, your basket, your income, what, you, what you're banking on, you know, what you're filling up and you're needing, though, uh, will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you're going to be blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant the enemy who rise up against you, um, they'll be defeated. You know, uh, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. The Lord is the one that created the blacksmith, that created the weapon. So you understand he has complete control. The Lord told Israel, he said uh, that uh, the enemy who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but guess what? They go flee. They go run in seven different ways. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns, your bank account. Look at that, uh, where you store things at and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he is giving you. You know, that's an awesome word to receive of the Lord, that he will bless your barns and upon everything, not just a few things. He said, everything you put your hand to, the Lord will bless you in the land uh, he is going to give you. You know, now I love reading that and I'm sure you like hearing and you like reading it for yourself and you know that, that you're going to be blessed. But that first verse, I never see that first verse posted with the rest of this scripture. And that verse says, if you fully if you fully obey the Lord your God. 
And listen to this. Listen, listen to this. This is so important here for all of us. And carefully follow all his commandments. I will give you today. The Lord has given us commandments. The Lord, your God, will set you on high above all nations on the earth. If you fully obey the Lord, are we fully obeying the Lord? Are we carefully following his commandments? Now, we know what it means to carefully follow something because when we go to work, we carefully follow, uh, you know, the instructions. Uh, some of us read the manuals or have read the manual, so we know what we can do and what we can't, what we can do and what we can't do. <laughs> you know, we read the manuals and have a good understanding of what we can do. And so if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow, but do we fully obey the Lord? I can't say that I've always fully obeyed the Lord. You know, I tried to do things my way. You know, I was sharing with, with someone that, that I tried to do it my way and found out that the, the repercussions of it uh, was great. You know, and I had to wait and I had to patiently uh, wait until that thing passed, until I was able to overcome that, what I did, the bad decision making and stuff. And I had to overcome that. It wasn't no praying my way out of it. Uh, you know, I had to patiently wait and deal with the, the results of my uh, of what I had did in order for it to get to get past it, you know, and all through it, I was saying, ouch, that if I would have fully obeyed what the Lord was saying, I would have made then my decision would have went a different way and I would have followed, carefully followed the instructions. I would have come out on top, but instead I went a different path. And so then I had to deal with that and I didn't deal with the fullness of the blessing. I didn't deal with uh, with my uh, 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 barns being full. Matter of fact, it took some things away from my barn and on um, everything that I put my hand to was not blessed uh, because I did not fully follow what the Lord was saying. If we just fully follow, if we fully obey what God is saying, uh, it will take us in and move us toward the divine. It will move us toward the place in which God wants us to be. Now, the 15th verse, uh, and I don't see this posted on people's desks as a reminder either. It says, however, if you do not obey the Lord, your God, and do not carefully, and we need to underline that obey, fully obey, and we need to underline that carefully, uh, follow all his commands and decrees that I give you today, all the curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city. You will be uh, cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading uh, throw will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crop of your land and the calves of your herb and the lambs of the flock are gonna suffer because of you not being obeying the Lord, not fully following all his commands. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Now we need to think about that for a moment. Is what we want and what we're doing really worth it? It might have been fun. It might have felt good, you know, before. Or, but as we get older, we realize there's some things that we just can't keep doing. Uh, some things we need to just stop and we need to fully obey what God is saying, and we need to carefully follow his instruction. Uh, and so 
uh, it might have been fun, but was it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the sacrifice? So many people today have sacrificed uh, their salvation for other things. Uh, they didn't seek the Lord because they know if they sought the Lord, the Lord might say, wait. If they sought the Lord, the Lord say, no, that person or that thing is not what you need right now. You know, if, if we stop and wait, uh, sometimes we would not have purchased uh, certain things that run up our cards and, you know, are, are being stuck with a monthly payment and, you know, just a lot of different things that we deal with uh, because of us not being uh, careful in our decision making and careful in the instructions that are given. We pray and ask God for direction, but then we don't listen. We don't follow the directions. And so we sacrifice the long-term benefit for a short gratification. That short-term gratification has long, has a long-term impact, has long-term. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns, your bank account. Look at that, where you store things at and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. You know, that's an awesome word to receive of the Lord, that he will bless your barns and upon everything, not just a few things. He said everything you put your hand to, the Lord will bless you in the land uh, he is going to give you. You know, now I love reading that, and I'm sure you like hearing and you like reading it for yourself, and you know that that you're going to be blessed. But that first verse, I never see that first verse posted with the rest of this scripture. And that verse says, "If you fully, if you fully obey the Lord your God." And listen to this, listen, listen to this. This is so important here for all of us. And carefully follow all his commandments. I will give you today, the Lord has given us commandments. The Lord your God will set you on high above all nations on the earth. If you fully obey the Lord, are we fully obeying the Lord? Are we carefully following his commandments. Now, we know what it means to carefully follow something because when we go to work, we carefully follow, uh, you know, the instructions. Uh, some of us read the manuals or have read the manual, so we know what we can do and what we can't, what we can do and what we can't do. <laughs> you know, we read the manuals and have a good understanding of what we can do. And so if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow, but do we fully obey the Lord? I can't say that I've always fully obeyed the Lord. You know, I tried to do things my way. You know, I was sharing with, with someone that, that I tried to do it my way and found out that the, the repercussions of it uh, was great. You know, and I had to wait. and I had to patiently uh, wait until that thing passed, until I was able to overcome that, what I did, the bad decision making and stuff. And I had to overcome that. It wasn't no praying my way out of it. Uh, you know, I had to patiently wait and deal with the, the results of my uh, of what I had did in order for it to get to get past it. You know, and all through it, I was saying, ouch, 
that if I would have fully obeyed what the Lord was saying, I would have made, then my decision would have went a different way and I would have followed, carefully followed the instructions. I would have come out on top, but instead I went a different path. And so then I had to deal with that and I didn't deal with the fullness of the blessing. I didn't deal with, uh, with my, uh, 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 barns being full. Matter of fact, it took some things away from my barn and on um, everything that I put my hand to was not blessed uh, because I did not fully follow what the Lord was saying. If we just fully follow, if we fully obey what God is saying, uh, it will take us in and move us toward the divine. It will move us toward the place in which God wants us to be. Now, the 15th verse, uh, and I don't see this posted on people's desks as a reminder either. It says, however, if you do not obey the Lord, your God, and do not carefully, and we need to underline that obey, fully obey, and we need to underline that carefully, uh, follow all his commands and decrees that I give you today, all the curses will come on you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city. You will be uh, cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading uh, throw will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crop of your land and the calves of your herb and the lambs of the flock are uh, gonna suffer because of you not being obeying the Lord, not fully uh, following all his commands. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Now we need to think about that for a moment. Is what we want and what we're doing really worth it? It might have been fun. It might have felt good, you know, before. Or, but as we get older, we realize there's some things that we just can't keep doing. And some things we need to just stop and we need to fully obey what God is saying, and we need to carefully follow his instruction. Uh, and so uh, it might have been fun, but was it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the sacrifice? So many people today have sacrificed uh, their salvation for other things. Uh, they didn't seek the Lord because they know if they sought the Lord, the Lord might say, wait. If they sought the Lord, the Lord say, no, that person or that thing is not what you need right now. You know, if we stop and wait, uh, sometimes we would not have purchased uh, certain things that run up our cards and, you know, are, are being stuck with a monthly payment and, you know, just a lot of different things that we deal with uh, because of us not being uh, careful in our decision making and careful in the instructions that are given. We pray and ask God for direction, but then we don't listen. We don't follow the directions. And so we sacrifice the long-term benefit for a short gratification. That short-term gratification has long, has a long-term impact, has long-term results on our decision. Then we blame God. We pray to him for deliverance. Well, some blame God. I, I, uh, others, you know, pray for deliverance. And, and sometimes they're praying for deliverance are repeated offenses. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop sinning. Stop doing something that's weighty on you. The Bible said, lay aside every weight and sin that do so easily beset you. So some things aren't sin, but they're weights. They slow you down. They, they impact your walk with Christ. And so don't do those things. 
and then pray and ask for uh, forgiveness. And we have repeatedly uh, offended the Lord. The solution for all of us, the solution for everybody, no matter what position they're in, is to have a heart of repentance, to repent, to change. Now, I'm not talking about Catholic confession. I'm not talking about Pentecostal, jumping, jumping up and down, running across the pews, rolling all over the floor. And I'm not talking about that. I'm, nope, that's not repentance. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about uh, 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 Baptist born, Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be Baptist dead. I'm not talking, that's not repentance. True repentance causes God to remove the transgression. It causes him to blot the sin out. You want your sins blotted out. You don't want to have that sustain of sin in your life. And the only way to get rid of the sin, to get rid of the stain of sin is true repentance. And true repentance is not because of church affiliation, but it's relationship with the Lord. Now, when we are in relationship, we know that we don't want our, our individual, we don't want the one that we say we love, our lover, our friend. And we don't want them to betray us because we know that hurts. It's a deep hurt. And so what makes you think that God is not impacted or affected by by our betrayal, Lord, I'm not going to sin. Now, let me let me clarify this. Uh, when we say we're doing what's right, we're in we're saying that I'm following a relationship with the Lord, and so I'm doing what's right. But when we transgress, when we, transgression is means that you know what's right to do, but you choose to do wrong, uh, then you're following a relationship with Lucifer. You're following a relationship with the devil. You're following a relationship that's being led by a demon. 